Xbox celebrates 20 years of gaming. PlayStation's got 25 different games in the pipeline. And what the heck is going on over at Ubisoft? Let's talk about it on this week's episode of the Expansion Pack Podcast. Welcome to episode 29 of the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice, joined by my co-host, starting off with Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. What's up, bro? You're no, stay gooping. Stay gooping, as always. And Chris, May 25th, how are you doing, my boy? Uh, you know, I'm um, doing pretty damn good. Ready to talk about these games, y'all. These games. Voice. That's what it's all about, right? That's why we're here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, let's, let's, let's start it off, yo. What have you guys been playing this week? Chris, I'm, I'm going to start with you. What's good? Um, A good amount of Destiny. You know, they kicked off the new season this week. Um, I've played anything else besides Destiny this week. Uh, no, nah, I think that's about it. It's been a lot of grinding and that, trying to get some new weapons. New weapons are very good this season. Um, activity is mad, but the weapons are fire. Like, these weapons, a lot of these weapons are, like, difference-making, I would say, in the Crucible in some cases. So, it's fun on that accord. Um, honestly, I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, I'm I'm gaming, but, like, I'm really just waiting for Biomutant to come out in a couple <laughs> weeks. So, uh... Yeah, all this stuff is it's cool, it's cool, but the big Kahuna is on the way. <laughs> no, brother. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. I'm I'm definitely waiting for Biomutant as well. Um, but yeah, Manny, what about you, man? What are you playing this week? Um, so yeah, after recorded that episode on Sunday, uh, finished Resident Evil Village. Uh, it was. Uh, streamed that all for like seven hours. Beat the game in seven hours and thirty minutes, according to the summary. It was fun. You streamed it. Where did you stream it? Well, you already know. Streamed at twitch.tv slash goopmasterflex. Okay, okay. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was it was lit. You know what I'm saying? Seven hour stream. I had like you know, some viewers that hung through, you know what I'm saying, the whole stream. So um played that, played some Warzone throughout the week, of course, played uh Massive uh Mass Effect Legacy collection that just came out Friday. Got like five hours into that. Um it, it looks good, you know what I'm saying? Like playing Mass Effect yeah, one with updated mm-hmm. graphics and everything like that. Like so uh, I like that a lot. Um been playing that, so that's probably my mix of games in this week. I was have been playing. You never played Mass Effect before, right? Nope, so that's why I got through it. I yeah. bet. Bet, bet, bet. And you said you're liking it. Yay, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> we definitely got to talk That's a little bit more shit, about bro. it once you what? get through the whole That's trilogy. Yeah, man. Happy you playing that. Nice. Okay, well, yeah, for me, um, pretty much all I've been <laughs> trying to play is Resident Evil. Um, you know, obviously, as we talked about before, I've had less time to play recently, but, um, you know, been trying to power through Resident Evil. I was also streaming it a little bit on uh, Twitch twitch.tv slash black ice eight make sure to check that out um right now i'm in the the house that's very silent hill-esque dare i say like pt <clears throat> so you know i'm stressing out a, a, a lot a bit a lot a lot 
Manny was trying to help me through the game a little bit, but I don't know if I can trust Manny anymore. <laughs> hey, man. I'm That's pretty sure fine. The, the spot I'm at right now, I'm like 99% sure that as soon as I turn the game back on and turn around a corner, there's going to be something jumping out of me. Like, I'm like 99% sure. And Manny's trying to tell me it's not going to happen. I don't know if I trust him. So, you gonna... hey, man, I just beat the game. I'm, you know, you got to believe the okay. goop. Okay. I thought you just <laughs> set me up for a jump goop. scare. You're trying to set me up for a jump uh... scare. But yeah, it's pretty much that Resident Evil and a little bit of MLB The Show here and there. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, waiting for E3, really. Waiting for some new games, Same. waiting for some information. Yeah, bro. You know, One month away, time. baby. Yeah. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. We're ramping up. We're ramping up. But um, but yeah, that's it for this week. What we're playing. Um, but yeah, Chris, take us away, man. What's that icebreaker looking like? So, uh, damn, I was gonna do the air thing again, but I don't want to do that two weeks in a row. I'm gonna put that in my back pocket and uh, bring back out that cold air for y'all. And when next time when y'all not expecting it. So for today, oh. If you looked away, you might have missed it. God damn. Okay. This week's icebreaker is uh, not complicated at all. Very easy. Question to my two co-hosts and to the audience out there. What is the first gaming experience you truly can remember? So, like, try to try to dig deep. Dig deep. And I'm not talking about... Oh, I remember when I played N64. No, that does not count. You was probably a little bit too old. You probably played something before that. I'm talking about dig deep. Deep. And try to see what's the first gaming memory you remember. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, don't know, I started it off last week, so I ain't going to start it off this week. I'm going to let one of y'all take the mantle for this. But I know this should be something that everybody can have an answer for. Nobody should struggle with this one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and this is also cool. Like, after this, y'all out there watching, let us know also what, what else, you know, y'all first game is too, because we don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. Go ahead, y'all. Um, I guess I'll start it off. Real mm-hmm. quick. We'll go from uh, left to right. So, for me, <clears throat> it's kind of a, a combination in a sense, but the first game that I ever remember playing is Duck Hunt <clears throat> on the NES. Like, you know, the, the obligatory one that like came with uh, um, Mario. So I was mm-hmm. using the little light gun, you know. Um, I went over to my cousin's house back when I, I lived in New York. I must have been like, I don't know, four or five or whatever it was at the time. And I remember playing Duck Hunt. I remember playing the shit out of some Duck Hunt. <laughs> and two games in particular, Duck Hunt and Battletoads. For some reason, like, those are my first memories of gaming. Um, yeah. And I, anytime I go over to my cousin's house, which was, was pretty frequent, like he only lived a couple blocks away from us in New York, um, that's what we were playing. It's either Battletoads or Duck Hunt all day long. Nice. I guess I'll go next. So I'll say for me, my uh, first game that I started playing, I know I'm a little bit younger than y'all, so like I'm going to be more ahead like to the PlayStation 1 days, but uh, I'll say it was either like Mortal Kombat or Driver. Like it was one of those two games. I know, I know it was definitely like, those were like kind of like my first things because I remember having those games for like while well, I had the PlayStation one and, you know, I'm saying just hitting fatalities as a young kid, you know, what I'm saying that's the best way to start playing games as an infant. So like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like those uh, like 
that's why I love Mortal Kombat Toy uh, <laughs> today as is because like you know what I'm saying my dad got it and it was just like all right yo I'm just Sub Zero is my man and I'm just whoop you because my brother always picks Scorpion you know what I'm saying like so I'll, I'll say like yeah Mortal Kombat Driver even though like I feel like in Driver I will always get stuck in a garage mission. <laughs> It was like the tutorial was just like you know I'm, saying, I'm a kid. How am I supposed to do these things? <laughs> how am I how am I supposed to know what a reverse is, yo? Like, <laughs> I'm a kid. What am I supposed to do? Uh, okay. But yeah, yeah. wonder if I got out there. Yeah, you know how that goes. So, I, yeah, man. I'll say I'll say those those two are my picks. Word. Chris, you're up. Uh for me, I would say. I don't even know how old I was, dude. I must have been like maybe four or five. Maybe. All I know is that I know I had a, a Super Nintendo for a brief time when I was a kid. And um, I had, I don't know what, what number of Mario Kart it was, but I had some Mario Kart. And that shit was in. That shit was in. I, I, I wish I remember what happened to it. My memory serves correctly. I feel like I had it for like two weeks and then something happened to it. It broke or some bullshit. And I think that was probably the start of my awful universal karma. I'm trying to tell folks about that I always have lived through all these years. You know, shit just happens to me and I don't even know why. But yeah, um, definitely Mario Kart. But then in terms of like the first game that like had me hooked when I was younger... That actually kind of got me back in. This is going to sound funny. I didn't really have uh, a console or anything like that for a while. Because uh, I was broke. Um, and But what I did have was computer games. So I spent a lot of time at the library or in the uh, the computer lab at school or whatever. And I don't know if you all remember these. Y'all remember them Stickman games? Yo. John's fam, <laughs> fam, yeah, fam. I, there was a website called like Zhao Zhao. It was like X I A O X I A O dot com, some bullshit. And they had it where they had the Stickman game that was set up in different parts. So like every month they put up a new part of it. It was maybe the first the first rendition of like a DLC back or some shit. I don't know if you want to call it yeah. that. That's kind of what it was, you know. Every month or so, they put up a new new chapter, and then they had that, and then they also had the Stickman movies, right? That that wasn't a game; it was just a movie about Stickman. Man, that was the first thing that had me like on some everyday shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to come back every day to play this shit. Yo, Stickman was a hit. Listen, people out there, I know Stickman. No, I talk about Stickman in 2021. Of course not. Look it up, y'all. Look it up and at least watch the movie. I mean, I might watch that shit after this pod. That movie's was hitting, man. <laughs> man, man, listen, listen. <laughs> listen. I know. Well, a little mean. stick figure that ain't got not even a smile on his face. Let me tell you, man, a little stick figure we kick is a mask, man. This dude, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> listen, stick man was hard. So, pause. Whoa, super pause. <laughs> oh, big pause. That's how you feel. <laughs> Throw that on the top. <laughs> uh. All right, y'all. Let's go to the next topic. I'm, I'm all set. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, man. Thank you for that icebreaker, bro. That was... Uh... <laughs> 
that was quite the conversation about Stickman for sure. Um, he was real. He was real. He was real. He was real, though. Nah, you, you, you're not real. wrong on that one. I don't know how we, we went left on that, but okay. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into the topics for the week, man. Let's get into the topics for the week. So, first thing we got, uh, pretty much right at the top of the week, was an interesting article from Wired with um, Sony, basically. I, I believe Mark Cerny was in that interview as well as the PlayStation Studio lead, um, Herman Holtz, I believe is how you say his name, um, talked about a couple different things in the article, specifically around the supply constraints that, that are going on with uh, PlayStation 5s right now. Um, they also talked about how ray tracing you know, has been going pretty well, probably a little bit better than they expected. Mark Sony in particular mentioned that you know, ray tracing is something that he expected to see implemented heavier more in the second run, second and third run of PlayStation 5 games. But, you know, to have been seeing so many first run PlayStation games take advantage of, of the ray tracing like Miles Morales and, you know, Resident Evil and all that stuff. You know, he said he was he's pleasantly surprised and he's interested to see where things go moving forward. But the big thing that most people are talking about in that article was the conversation around um, Sony mentioned that they have 25 playstation 5 games in development right now which sounds like a really big number um they specifically mentioned that nearly half of them will not be sequels or spinoffs and you know that's that's coming directly from uh from herman holtz himself so Mm -hmm. you know it's i think we can kind of we know most of the ones that they're talking about right i think it's safe to assume that Mm -hmm. ratchet and clank it falls within that 25 um, God of War falls in that 25, Grand Turismo falls in that 25, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. But, you know, still, that leaves a, a whole 21 other games really to talk about that we may not know anything about at all. Um, you know, I'm curious what you guys think about this. You know, hopefully we're going to be seeing some of these games moving forward, specifically at E3. That's, you know, what, what we've been waiting for for a while now. Um, you know, pretty big news, pretty interesting. What do you guys think about this? So, Manny, I'll start off with you. Um and what is this twenty five games for just PlayStation Studio games or like twenty five put yeah twenty five uh PlayStation okay, five so games have, under okay. PlayStation Studio yeah okay yeah no, no, okay yeah I mean even like when you mentioned like that you said like about half of it is not gonna be like sequels or anything like that that's like it's big that's beautiful man mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know like I'm sure you know what I'm saying in a sense like yeah we got Ratchet and Clank. And, like, I'm sure, like, in the future, there's going to be another Spider-Man game that's, like, a given as well. It's probably part of those 25. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's always exciting to see, you know, new exclusives. I mean, 25 for console generation so far. I mean, shoot, like, I mean, how do I, how do I put it? This is, like, it's good that they have 25, but, like. Is you know what I'm saying like are they all like AAA games first of all like you know what I'm saying because you know like we look at games like um what's that game that just came out that's a you know Returnal, game, uh, Returnal. yeah you know what I'm saying how we're talking about it and how it's like it, like how it just doesn't feel like a AAA game it just feels like a really high end double A mm-hmm. I guess you could say like yeah. like is it just like 25 games like are you get Oddworld you know Oddworld was like an exclusive um mm-hmm. is, you know it's like you know, or is it going to be like that kind of game or whatever? But like, you know, it's 
you know, it's, I mean, it's still good. I mean, for like the you know PlayStation life cycle, if they can even push out these 25 exclusives before the uh, console generation ends, which I'm sure they can, they probably like drop like a couple, three, four, maybe a year. But um, you know, it still impresses. The the hard part is with the console shortage, and you know, they're saying even could drag on to like next year, which is like crazy in my opinion. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's just like how many people can get their hands on the the, the exclusives, and even so, like, will these exclusives even do well? You know? Yeah, yeah. That's <clears throat> you're right. That's something that we talk about all the time, right? They Sony does a great job pumping out these exclusives, but they don't necessarily sell, you know, the numbers that even PlayStation is comfortable with, right? That's why we're not really. That's probably why we're not necessarily getting some of these sequels that you know he's talking about. That's why we don't have a Days Gone sequel, right? Something we've talked about pretty extensively so yeah um it's a great point manny like how many of these mm-hmm. games are games that we really should care about how many of them are triple a or you know double a whatever i think you know the fact that they're new ips is good but i guess it, it mm-hmm. leads to be something that we'll see but uh chris what do you think about it man um i mean people who have seen the pod have known that i've been beating the drum for new ips since like ever um, so I'm excited whenever I hear that there's a potential for some new shit coming to the market. However, so damn, I'm about to sound like a negative Nancy, but it is what it is. <laughs> I can't help but think about the idea that when I hear 25 games coming to PlayStation, my brain goes 25 times 70, right? And then, because that's how much the games are going to cost for the most part, mm. most of them, I would say. And 25 times 7, that's a lot of fucking money. And if Game Pass did not exist, and I know people are like, <laughs> Why y'all always talk about Game Pass? Get that about Game Pass. I know, I know, I know, I know. We do it a lot. I get it. But it has to be said. So with the, the fact that Game Pass exists, right, is why when Xbox announces a suite of games, it kind of works because you already know ahead of time you're going to get all this shit day one and game pass, not have to worry about it. Your subscription lets you do what you need to do. My thing is, yeah, we know Horizon is going to sell. We know God of War is going to sell. We know um, their heavy hitters are going to move, but that's like maybe what, four out of the 25 or whatever that they announced, four or five games are the heavy hitters. So in my head, okay, take that out of the equation. Let's talk about like maybe 20 to 21 games that aren't heavy hitters, that's still 20 times $70, which is still, like, damn. That's, like, what, 1400 bucks if you really wanted to sit there and buy all mm-hmm. those games? That's, oh, God, I, it's, yeah. I, I don't know, man. That, that to me, is rough to swallow, pause, because um, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, and again, you know, if this was Game Pass, we're talking about a situation where you guys are arguing about if Returnal should be considered a triple a title and if it should be you know 70 bucks and again you got this shit over here if it was on that that wouldn't even be part of your discussion and just be like this is a dope game you know so like that's 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 what i worry about with this i hope these games are dope i want them to do well i hope when people hear me beating these drums for for game pass and shit they don't just think that i just shit all over sony or anything like that i try my hardest to look at a lot of stuff pretty objectively um and I recently transferred over from a PlayStation 4 to Microsoft for somebody coming to me with logic, and then I had to kind of be like, all right, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was one of those things. Um, somebody but, with me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's like, no, look what it you was. made me do. 
It was. Thank you. All right. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It just it, it on paper, I just can't help but think about how much money this is going to cost certain folks. It sounds exciting, but you cannot sit here and realistically think that everybody who's a consumer for that platform is going to be able to play all this shit because it's not it's not going to happen. Yeah, I guess it's not going to happen. So I I think this stuff is exciting, but I can't get like super over the top about it until they announce whatever their counter to Game Pass is, because until then it doesn't necessarily matter. Like even when I get a, a PS5. I'm still going to be sparingly choosing which games I want to buy, you know what I'm saying? Because it's it's different. It's it's a whole other ecosystem over there. It's I, I I hate that you don't get the freedom to do what you want to do. Whereas with this shit it kind of gives you the freedom to do what you want to do plus the EA games and plus whatever else is in there. It's just mm, ah 25 sounds nice. It does, but man, I just the dollar sign just keeps on bing bing yeah bing. you know it just yeah i mean it's you you mentioned like you know we always talk about game pass but it's it's hard not to right like it's kind of become the thing that's on everybody's tongue regardless of what side of the fence you're on um about the service right it's hard to deny that it is something that people are very interested in uh yeah, I mean, even even I know a lot of PlayStation fans who are like intrigued by the idea of Game Pass, and they're seeing how well it's doing over on Xbox, and it's making them want to go get an Xbox, or just kind of holding, forcing them to hold Sony's feet to the fire with like, where's where's your competitor? Where's your version of that? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely something we talk about a lot, but it's not that we're talking about it for no reason. It is, in my opinion, the most important thing to have happened to gaming in the last decade for sure like i think it's i will agree very very important i mean we're in a new decade technically but you know whatever um it's it's definitely a big deal and i think it's going to shape it's shaping the next decade and then you know how gaming moves forward beyond that so we're hoping that you know sony wises up gets on board either puts game puts actual xbox game pass on their system which you know some rumors say may happen i i doubt it but uh, you know, at least just do something, do something different, because yeah, I would love to be able to get you know God of War and Ratchet and Clank and all these other things as a part of my subscription and not have to be shelling out seventy bucks, you know, for mm-hmm. each game that comes out. Like, but then again, at the same time, you know, people are still going to go buy those games for seventy dollars, or people are still buying those games for seventy dollars. So at some level, we kind of have to start voting with our wallets. It's just such a tricky game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, with the last three weeks itself, we just got what, Mass Effect's uh, Legacy Collection last week, Resident Evil 7 the week before, and then the week before that, Returnal. That's 180 bucks right there, I think. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, well, but, like, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Because I, I, I was, like, doing it for all 60 bucks. I mean, Returnal and Resident I think Resident Evil Seven and Mass Effect were sixty bucks. You might as well just call it two hundred right. and call it a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would just say two hundred. I think it is yeah. exactly two hundred because you're right. Mass Effect and Resident Evil were sixty, and then Return was seventy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're, 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 we're north. 200. We're north of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's two hundred dollars within like three weeks, and like, not everybody got that. You know what I'm saying? Especially like if you're gonna drop these when it's like holiday season, like they usually do. And, you know, you got Microsoft games that, you know, that their exclusives are on Game Pass compared to like, all right, you know what I'm saying? God of War probably be, you know, there. I don't know, maybe Horizon. And they have to shell out 70 bucks, whereas like all you have to do is either spend 15 or 10 bucks a month or, you know, like a hundred and some change for a year. And like, 
you're already getting your war- year's worth within like the last month in April where we got Outriders and what is that other game called? I'm gonna be the show. Mm-hmm. And now we're even getting that Dungeons and Dragons game, I think, uh, on Game Pass day one. <laughs> That's probably gonna be another 60 bucks. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're already getting our worst with just like a couple months, whereas like PlayStation's like, yeah, they're making us broke. Also, doesn't help that uh, I'm gonna go off on a small little rant real quick. Doesn't help that these PlayStation controllers are not durable. Okay, I just want to throw this out there real quick. Had my PlayStation Five for less than a month, and I'm already getting this controller drag situation. I can't even move the stick; it just pushes everything down. Like I'm trying to play Last of Us, Ellie's just moonwalking, moonwalking. What the hell is that, man? <laughs> and then I try to go on Sony's website to see if, what, what I could do about getting a replacement. It's it's not. Oh man, don't even get me they started. Got that red and black one for you. Yo, know but I was just gonna stay. You. I was just gonna say. I was like, ready. you know what? Maybe I'll wait. Get that black one because that midnight black one looking. Mm, that's looking real mm. sexy. But guess what? It's not coming until June twentieth or something like that. I can't wait that mm. long. Screw that. I got, mm. I got a Ratchet and Clank to play. I got to go either buy myself a, a another controller, spend another $70, or see if Sony's going to get back to me yet. Like, mm-hmm. uh, controller's 70 uh, bucks nowadays, which is insane, man. Uh, but... The statements just hit so much different. Like, imagine if, if PlayStation really came out with the statement, we got 25 brand new games. Half of these games are new IPs, and they're all going to be released on, on Play Pass or some bullshit. Like, that statement hits fucking hard. That is how you kind of say, all right, all right, Xbox, it was cute. Let's let's try to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that hits fucking hard. And I don't get why mm-hmm. they, they're waiting on that. And, and another feel- thing that kind of, oh, sorry, Goop, I don't mean to. No, I was going to say uh, with the statement where you're saying, I just feel like Sony is just more, like, cheap with their things you know what i'm saying they want to make the most money without having like to give everybody the best value like yeah. they don't want to you know what I'm saying have their service where you pay like 10 bucks a month and you get their exclusives for free then they'll be losing out on a lot of money but then it's like if every other game is 70 bucks they're gonna be even losing even more money you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's a lose-lose situation for them but then at the same time it's like the best way to get that you know approach is if you have a service like that yeah, yeah i think they so, can recoup their money i just I think they just have to be all in, and I don't know if they have the vision for it yet. At least from what we've been seeing so far, it doesn't seem like they have the vision for it. So I don't know. Just another one of those <laughs> things. We'll just we'll just uh, sit there and, and kind of wait to see what they mm-hmm. do next. But hey, hopefully E three. Yeah, E three, E three. That's what we're waiting for. But um, but yeah, moving on to to Microsoft though, man. You already kind of alluded to some of what we're going to talk about here. But yeah, at least we'll, we'll start off with this. They uh they did announce this week that they're they're planning to celebrate. 20 years of, of gaming or 20 years of Xbox gaming. Um, this this would be the 20th year. I believe they the first Xbox came out, out in November. So technically November would be the 20th anniversary of the first Xbox. Um, but yeah, I mean apparently they're you know they're they're, they're excited about things. They've they've talked a little bit about the the next 20 years or what they plan on doing next in gaming. You know, they cited Halo Infinite as a, a big thing that's coming up soon. They cited Game Pass, obviously, like we were just talking about, as a thing that they hope to expand further. Um, and then within that news, not in that article, but within this week, we also did get some information that um, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance is something that's coming to Game Pass day one. 
kind of just continuing the trend that we saw, like Manny mentioned before, with um, Outriders, with MLB The Show, and now Dark Alliance is going to be a game that releases day and date in Xbox Game Pass. And, you know, again, just kind of reiterates what we've been talking about, as always, with Game Pass. It's just the value proposition is just insane, right? It's just... It's too good. Every game you're hearing about from Xbox side of things, you're you're hearing that it's going to be in Game Pass and it's already included in your subscription. It's just it's just nothing but good news for the consumer and their their wallets. Um, so you know, with that being said, you know, I just want to talk about it a little bit more and go around the room with that information here. Um, it's not the Dungeons and Dragons game that we had talked about a couple weeks ago. You know, the AAA one that's supposed to be like an RPG. This one it looks pretty cool. It's it's more of like a co op beat-em-up type of game um you know i'm just curious what you guys think about it i mean obviously it's something we're probably all going to try at least right it's 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 free free Mm -hmm. technically speaking um but yeah chris you know i'll start with you man what are you thinking um yeah no i mean i'm here for it man this seems like the dungeon and dragons uh the 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 brand seems like they're trying to like i don't want to say like reboot if that makes any sense but they have been under a rock for God knows how long, right? Because like I didn't, I didn't start hearing any news about anything that has to do with them since like years, and then all of a sudden now they got this new RPG coming, and then now they got this other little thing coming, and it just feels like are y'all cooking over there? Like y'all, y'all trying to get this D and D shit like in a whole nother like perception? Because mm-hmm. that that that's what it feels like to me. If they come out with one more thing. I'm gonna be like, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, man, y'all, y'all, y'all doing something? Um, they're trying, they're trying. But yeah, no, I think it sounds cool. Um, I'm not like overly excited or anything like that about it, but obviously, yeah, like you said, we're all probably gonna give it a shot. Um, I don't even know what to expect from it in terms of mechanics or anything like that. It's, I'm just—it's kind of just like a beat 'em up, um, like co-op style beat 'em up game in a, in a way. One thing I, I will mention real quick, you know just to get your thoughts on it as well, because it, it ties into your icebreaker from last week. Um, you know, the heavy co-op influence, they, it, there will be couch co-op apparently coming down the road. At least that's a conversation that's being had right now. At launch, it's going to be on, only online, but, you know, supposedly they, they might be opening up couch co-op possibilities down the road. So, I mean, there there you go. That's another couch co-op clawing its way back in slowly. Okay. Okay. Slowly. I'm, I'm not mad at that. That's actually uh, kind of good to hear. Even with that, I don't really know what to expect. But I mean, the fact that they're even considering it in this age of uh, video games, where that's literally like on nobody's brain, is it's cool. You know, it's it's, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm very open minded with it. I ain't mad at anything I'm hearing. And uh, yeah, when does it come out again? Did they say? Twenty two of uh, June. June twenty second. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so that's like a month away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. That. Oh right, yeah. No. Nah, let's get it. Yeah, I mean, for the summer. Got I mean talking about Game Pass, co-op, the three of us here, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey. 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 <laughs> yeah, like we no. streamed a little bit of the outriders. Now we can just you know what I'm saying? Like it's just the, the best that, part about it is it's free. Exactly. And it's like, you know, like if this game wasn't free, I definitely would have probably be shelling out 70 bucks for it, 60 bucks for it. But you know what I'm saying? Now the fact that it is on Game Pass, they want it's just going to make me want to play it. And, you know, it's probably going to end up turning out to be a really good game for all we know. So, like, that's, like, the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they give us the opportunity to try out these games. Like, I mean, you know, even if it does, like, go out of Game Pass a month later or whatever. Like, I mean, at least 
you know what I'm saying? Like, for the people that did like it, they could buy it and, like, you know that's what I'm saying? The they just... Well, that was the thing. What's the thing? Nah, that's the thing. It's just, like, yeah. my thing is, like, even if it's not good, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's complete trash. Yeah, you lose nothing. No harm done. Yeah, no harm done. So it's, like, mm-hmm. the only thing you lost is your time. That is it. You really yeah, are that. I'm sure you like, have to, like, sign a contract. That. Well, other than that, pay- yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my the company, the developers make their money, you know, through Microsoft. The consumer, you know, gets their value by having it in in Game Pass. They could download it, try it, whatever, fall in love with it or hate it. Doesn't really make a difference mm-hmm. either way. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a win win for everybody. It really seems like a win win for everybody. Um, Manny, I will say though, another thing, you know, co- perfect co op game. You know, three people you can stream it. You know, you know where I'm going with this, right? You know where I'm going with this. All right, guys. It was nice talking to you guys. <laughs> the traveler calls you guardian. Destiny two, my boy. Perfect stream game, man. You know, just get get many yeah. up in there. Can we throw like, polls on TikTok? Can we, do that? we could figure something out. Figure something. We're dope. gonna throw a poll on TikTok. Y'all want to see what? Goop play some Destiny? Let's throw that on TikTok and see if we get some traction. Let's Come on go. now, let's get it. Get Why would I play that when we have? Wonderful gems like Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance coming I mean, soon. That's a whole pass. month. That's a whole month, you know? In between that time, you need something. That, that's enough time yeah. for me to get through this Mass Effect legacy. That ain't no that ain't no PvP. Exactly. What are you it. talking about? That's it. Yeah. Ain't no PvP. Get your ass <laughs> here, boy. <laughs> uh I, I do want to get in get in on one more thing about Xbox though before we move on real quick. Um so you know, this is something that we've literally been talking about since the very first episode of our podcast, and that's uh, this Bethesda will will it or won't it be exclusive nonsense mm. that seems to keep perpetuating around the industry here. Um, we've got some sort of a confirmation that Starfield is supposed to be exclusive to Xbox and PC. It's kind of a, a flimsy story, so you know, it's kind of why I just wanted to sneak it in here real quick, but Apparently this week, everybody's favorite insider nowadays, Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat, um, through Twitter, kind of confirmed that, you know, quote, Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC, period. This is me confirming that. Obviously, he's just a, well, not just a, he's he's pretty respected guy. He's a pretty yeah, respected insider. Um, and he's actually been killing it recently. He's kind of come out of nowhere with his content creation stuff. He's been doing amazing stuff. If you haven't checked him out, definitely do so. Um but yeah, he's pretty much confirmed that Starfield is going to be exclusive. Again, something we've been talking about for freaking forever. I, it's not really news. It's not really a surprise to any of us here. But you know, I figured it's something we could talk about a little bit, um, just because the expectation is these Bethes- these Bethesda games will be exclusive to Game Pass. And I, I know mm-hmm. he words at Xbox and PC, but I'm going to say Game Pass. Any anywhere that there's a game pa- that you can play Game Pass games, that's where we will see Bethesda games. So. You know, um, let's, let's go around again. I mean, just you guys throw out your little two cents real quick. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I think internet's going to be crying. Um, I'm actually here for that. I don't know about y'all, but I enjoy watching tweet storms. <laughs> when when it's just... It's like, there's a, it's like there's a tornado on Twitter, right? And at the base of the tornado is uh uh what's that thing called? Uh, um um God damn it. Can't remember the name of the brand, but they, they make salt. 
They make salt. Lowry's. <laughs> Not Lowry's, but it's like a blue cylinder with this with girl the, on it with, with the, the umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it, that's what started the tornado. And it's just like, oh, it's a great. It is great. Because I, I think, honestly, man, it's, it's hilarious. This is the first thing I've seen in a long time where I've literally seen people just not accepting what's in front of their face. So, regardless of Jeff Grubb, right? And we just said he's reputable. He's he's been on it lately. Yada yada. We could take that and know what's going on. But until Bethesda and Xbox officially come out and say, "Hey, man, Starfield, nah, fam, that's on this one." That's when I think people will finally say, "No, for real." Because I, I swear to God, bro, there like there's so many people like holding out hope that this is gonna be on every platform and nah, whatever, we ain't gotta worry about that. Bam. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm telling you, as soon as they make an official announcement, which could be in a week or uh, not a week, but uh, in another month or so, because it yeah, might happen at uh, E3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, the internet about to explode yep. at the tears. And uh, and the whining and the crying <laughs> and uh, it's already uh, kind of started though because like I feel like it you, has, it's split it's but... it's split though right because there's the people who are denying it and holding out hope and then there's the people who've accepted it and their response is oh well Bethesda games suck anyways I don't care about Bethesda <laughs> games Fallout was a mess and this technical issue there and yada 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 like there's two camps man there's the people who are holding out hope. And there's the people who accepted that this is what it is, but they trying to downplay Bethesda's importance in gaming. And it's just like, I don't know, what what's the point, man? They make great games. That's it. This is a, mm-hmm. they make great games. It's a huge game. The screenshots looking spicy though. That's the next thing I was gonna yeah. say. Like the screenshots they were showing off, man. I'm it's got me ready, man. I'm, I, I felt I got like some Mass Effect vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mass Effect and very out of worldy too, I would say, in some cases. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely uh Definitely Mass Effect. I see that. There was one um, one of the screenshots. It kind of shows like the your character. It, it appears to be third person. First off, based off of these screenshots, but there's one particular image that shows like your character looking up at a ship in the sky. Yo, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like the the screenshot itself, you don't see much. Like it doesn't look like it's graphically anything special. But I don't know. Just the idea of that. World just has me very, mm-hmm. very excited. I uh, cannot, yeah. cannot wait for E3 so we can get some of this news. I'm more excited over the fact that this thing kind of like alluded to being able to like customize your ship and things like that. Because mm-hmm. my thing is like, all right, if you're gonna allow people to customize your ship, then maybe there's got to be some kind of fly flying mechanic, right? Because you're not gonna customize your ship just to do it and then never fly it. It doesn't make sense. Oh yeah. So I think. That I've been waiting for that in video games, and maybe that's a next gen thing that some video games will start to do. But I've gotten kind of tired of just you know playing these sci fi games where you're on a planet and there's multiple planets in the game, but you can't literally like drive from planet to planet. Yeah, like I, as much shit as I talk about Kingdom Hearts, their gummy ship system it sounds really stupid and childish, but it's 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 pretty friggin' good. It, it's mm-hmm. like I, I don't know how else to put it, but they really, really, really killed the concept of making a ship customizing it for certain things when you're going through certain terrains and um it just it felt like your ship too at the end of the day you could use the blueprints but like you can make your it was just really cool how they did it i wish more games let you do the whole traverse from place to place thing rather yeah. than click a button like no man um so 
Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy that stuff. Um, so that alone has me super excited. Like you guys said, this this little announcement, whatever is happening, can't come soon enough. Mm-hmm. And neither can the tears. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. nah, I'll be sitting there on Twitter like. <laughs> now, now, what I need to hear though, when they announce after the you know the show Ooh. world premiere Xbox exclusive, world I need premiere. to see that coming in twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, but that's yeah. the thing, bro. With Bethesda games, specifically ones that Todd Howard Howard works on, it's always been like, okay, mm-hmm. we're announcing it. It's coming in the fall. Like that's that's been their cadence. That's always how it happens. That's how Fallout seventy six happened. That's how. Uh, Fallout Four and Three and Shelter and yada yada, like all all of his games, really. That's how they've been since you know Bethesda's come, been in the spotlight, been like of prestige. Like they're very big on we're gonna show it in the year that we're going to release it. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident it's coming out this year. You know, if anything, it might get pushed to like early next year due to COVID or whatever. That's that's probably the only thing I can think of that would really derail anything but i'm i feel like yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get it this year we're gonna see it this year and i can't wait i cannot wait and it's gonna be in game pass Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. speaking of uh speaking of game pass and games that we think will be in game pass we got some news on battlefield 6 this week again i've been i cannot wait for this game um we know nothing about it absolutely nothing about it but i've been waiting for a battlefield game for quite a while now um, mm-hmm. But yeah, EA in a call um, or an investor call this week pretty much didn't give us any any real news except for the fact that Battlefield 6 is going to be coming to last gen consoles. So we will be seeing it on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. And I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I was hoping for a fully next gen battlefield experience that wasn't going to be held back by any of the old systems. I uh, we were talking about a little bit before we started the podcast. I'm looking for Warzone Battlefield Edition where everything's just like a massive open world, mm-hmm. BR, whatever. I can blow a hole through the side of the stadium, run up in there, drive through shit with tanks. Like I just want fully ray traced beautiful battlefield destruction that's all i want and i don't want it to be held back by any old systems like yeah it's great you know there's going to be cross play between old systems and new systems probably going to be cross play between xbox and playstation whatever that's all good and dandy but i want i want a powerful game i want them to to maximize the uh, playstation 5 and the xbox series x but mm-hmm. uh, apparently that's not what we're gonna get so uh you know i'll just have to settle see i mean to be fair, you know, we don't know what this looks like. We don't know how it's being developed. There is a good chance that we are going to get a lot of crazy stuff that's only going to be on next gen. And, you know, the, the last gen versions will have whatever version of whatever it is that they do have. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still disappointed. I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's tampered. It's like bring brought down my expectations for the game greatly. And it's unfortunate because I really, really was looking forward to it, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the best way to maximize everything is if it wasn't crossplay within between the last generations, mm-hmm. because that is like it would be like yeah you're playing a game that's forced to be dumbed down just because you gotta worry about the people in last generation, and like 
you know, like you were saying, how you're disappointed. I, I remember, like, earlier in the year, how they were talking about how they were only focusing on next-gen hardware. And the next thing you know, it's like, you come out with this after their um, investor call or whatever. And now they're saying, it's all, oh, it's going to be last-gen. And it's just like, I mean, that's nice, but we didn't ask for that. Right. <laughs> like, but, uh, Nobody wants I mean... I mean, people who can't find Xbox PlayStations probably are loving it, but like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not worth it. I mean, I remember too, like an article that, like that were that EA was saying how like they were very ahead of schedule, so maybe that's why they kind of like ported it into like the older gen consoles because maybe they had enough time to work with it. But all I gotta say is, don't expect like the best polished version of last gen. It's probably gonna be like glitchy or whatever because not only you gotta worry about you know the xbox one x or the playstation 4 pro you got to worry about the base consoles too which aren't the greatest either so so uh, they, uh, i mean i'm sure there's probably gonna be a lot of crashes and everything like that just like how battlefield 4 was when it was jumping from ps3 to ps4 and xbox 360 to xbox and one so mm-hmm. but uh, i'm still gonna be playing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah chris you you had said something pretty similar about that right like uh, as far as like you know yeah it's 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 uh it's unfortunate because again I don't know about a better example than Cyberpunk you know because they made a game that didn't play too well on the current stuff now but like on the older stuff it's still struggling to this day and so my thing is when you're promising that a game will work on both it's almost like like I wish they took the 2K approach with this even though I I thought 2K was at first, when they first did this, I thought it was a money grab, right? When they first came out with the regular 2K21 and then the next generation one, I'm like, why are y'all making two games? That's stupid. I don't like that y'all did that. It's just a money grab. However, like in hindsight, now I can look back at it and say, I get why they did that, and it made a lot more sense that they did that because they were able to focus on a game strictly for next gen mm-hmm. or current gen and not have to be you know, bothered by whatever was happening in the last console. So that made more sense in the long run so i can't get mad at them for that decision the one place where i think i'll kind of defend them a little bit is because of the fact that it's covid so like say for the or not covid but covid's affected uh everything else in terms of production and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so if this was a normal gaming day where nothing like that was going on then um yeah i would be really 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 worried about what's going on However, in the same sense, it's like if y'all are saying that people not even gonna be able to maybe like get a console to maybe next year, then that's a situation where like, yeah, if you made it for just next gen only, it's cool. It might be super optimized, but you're literally limiting how many folks can play it this year and maybe next. Yeah. So that's that's it, that's like a double edged sword, man, because you gotta make it available to everybody right now because of the way things are. But then you will maybe deal with some bullshit later if your game does not run well on the older things. So with that being said, I'm hoping that they think about that and uh, they take that into account. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's going to have like cross-play and all that other kind of stuff. Whenever I see a game has cross-play in it, that tells me that it's not going to be a situation where like in say a PvP environment that I'm going to have something less than than you just because we have a different console or a different monitor or anything like that that tells me that whatever's in this game is in this game for you too but it depends on if your shit can can, like handle it or not Mm -hmm. that is that is uh, i don't know they gotta really really think about that shit big time because it'll be bad people are really anticipating this game i've been saying it for a while a lot of cod players 
are not happy with COD right now. They are looking at Battlefield 6 as their their salvation, I guess you could say. Like, this is the game to make up for all my bullshit with COD, all my stresses with COD. This is the game I can turn to to kind of get my rocks off because this mm-hmm. is the best competitor. Yeah. Now, if this is not a, anything to worry about, then yeah, man, I think it's going to be uh, you know, super cool. Like, I, I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, like you said, if it's if it's a situation where the whole environment is just beyond destructible, and you can do these things, then it's gonna be awesome, bro. Because when we talked about COD months ago, that was the main draw was the old shit moments, right? The whole being able to start a game and like some random shit pop off, and you'd be sitting there like, oh, that just happened. Like that's what we're looking for. But like I would assume with the destructive environment that it should be like the, the dials all the way turned up in, yeah. in Battlefield. I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Um. The game has a lot of potential, but there's also some potential for some blunders. Yeah. TLDR. And, uh... <laughs> you know, I like how you mentioned Call of Duty, too, where it's like, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that this next Call of Duty is not going to have a new multiplayer for the first time in a long time. And I feel like it's probably because they are focusing on Warzone a lot more. So, like, I think, I think, yeah, I think this Call, Call of Duty is just going to be maybe single player only. But I think from what I've been hearing is that their multiplayer is going to be Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. And it's like, hmm. you know what I'm saying? That is going to shift a lot of, you know, Call of Duty players who just play, you know, competitively. That's... Like, yeah, you're gonna, you know, like, all right, yeah, it's fine, fun to play an old game for a month or two. But then it's like, after that, it's just like, it gets old because it's like, all right, I played this like 10 years ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could really care less about it 10 years later, yeah. even though it is nice and nostalgic. And then a lot of people are going to play Battlefield games. So, I mean... You know, just maybe that's why they probably did the direction with it, with like last gen console, because you know, like you said, not not only just like you know the people that can't get a next gen console, but those that are probably going to be transferring from Call of Duty to Battlefield, yeah. Because Warzone does get old, and you know, what I'm saying like I don't want to just have a battle rail be the only core multiplayer game mode. Like I do like my occasional search and destroy, kill confirm, team match domination stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> That that Call of Duty thing is crazy, but just one other point that kind of popped in my head when Chris was talking a little bit more about Battlefield. So I'm gonna backtrack a little bit, but yeah, you mentioned like the destructible environments and all that stuff, um, and also like you mentioned something specifically around if crossplay exists, then I know that this game is going to have pretty much the exact same things as this game, and that is exactly the thing that like I am the most worried about when you combine the destructible environments thing. Like when you when you take into account, okay, so we can we can have the same game. Let's say we'll take Warzone for an example, right? Warzone looks a little bit better on Series X than it does on Xbox One. Warzone looks a lot better on PC than it looks on any other console, right? Ray tracing is is there, it's it's pretty good, so on and so forth. But fundamentally the game is the same across platforms. The thing that worries me is these consoles are capable of doing better like physics around destructible environments and the old consoles are not. So like now you're just going to handicap all the physics based stuff because you want it to, it's like, I get, I get you want to make more money. You want more people to be able to play the game, whatever, what have you. But like, if they had that stuff in place, if they had the whole concept of better destructible environments, um, like a bigger world with more things populated in the world, and now we have to like handicap that because of. I mean, I'm hoping. I, I'm assuming that that's not what happened. 
right? I guess I guess you can't you can't just completely handicap the game because you're trying to make a little bit more money off of last gen sales. I don't know. It just I feel like what might happen is like because I think you know they're saying this bit uh, with this battlefield is going to be like the biggest multiplayer ever, right. and I think they're like saying like over 100 players, right? I, I believe I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but um, like I re- I remember last gen with that. Or like two generations ago, with Xbox 360 with Battlefield 4, it was only 32 players in a match. Whereas like PS4 and Xbox Series, um, Xbox One, it was a 64 multiplayer, a player multiplayer. And no, uh, like it had its problems, of course. Like there was a lot of crashing with the system. And like I can see that being a possibility too. Whereas like, like for example, on Siege of Shanghai in that map, when the the big tower collapses, a lot of games would crash on like. 360s and ps3s and i can see that being a thing whereas next gen is you know unless you tone it down and don't make it cross-gen play then like you know they probably don't have to worry about it but then it's like if you do have to put that into a factor where it's like you you're not gonna really like tone the game down and you're just gonna be like all right here it is you know saying if it crashes it crashes if it don't you know whatever it's you know just just play the game you know what i'm saying like yeah that's still that's the only thing i'm worried about if like if they do or don't optimize the like explosions and physics stuff like that, and like because it's not going to be a good experience anyways. If it's, like you're going to play and it's just going to crash all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they just take out the cross generational stuff and it's just you know Xbox One or what, what do they call it Gen Eight or Gen Nine or whatever. Like the the, the pre- previous gen people play with the previous gen people and the next gen people play with the next gen people. Hopefully that's mm-hmm. where it goes because. Oh, man, I can't tell you how upset that would make me. I mean, right. same yeah. boat. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's the 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 pro- the prospect of them making like a free to play battlefield, right? Like, it seems like this is this is where everything's going, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're mimicking Warzone, we're mimicking the Fortnites. So, if they're if this is the if they go the route of making it like a free to play game, we're probably not going to get what we just talked about, right? They're probably going to do the cross generational stuff. They're gonna lump everything mm-hmm. together it's making me sad i hope that's not what happens mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah at that point you just have to expect a lesser game you know you just kind of have to at that point because it's just physically not possible for them to let everything that happens on these things happen on mm-hmm. it's just not gonna work right it is not gonna work yeah it's, no. yeah Ugh. <sighs> all right well you know we, I, I consider battlefield a triple a game it's been a triple a game in the oh, past yeah. i'm hoping they don't go the free-to-play route but Leads us into our next topic here, Ubisoft. Ubisoft seems to be doing exactly what we're talking about here. They they pretty much came right out and said they're straying away from some AAA games. They're they're leaning more towards the free to play model. Um, it's it's going to be very very interesting. Um, I have I think I have a direct quote here. Hold on. So let's see, Ubisoft's CFO. And I can't seem to find his name for some reason. Frederick Duguet. If I messed up his name, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm guessing that's <laughs> how you pronounce we'll go, it. We'll go with Duguet. But uh, basically what he said on a call was, uh, in line with the evolution of our high-quality lineup that is increasingly diverse, we are moving from our prior comment regarding releasing three to four premium AAA games per year, he said. Let me just reiterate that. We are moving away from making (laughs) three to four premium AAA games per year. It's no longer a proper indication of our value creation dynamics. 
For example, our expectation for Just Dance and Riders Republic are consistent with some of the industry's AAA performances. And he goes on to say, additionally, we are building our high-end free-to-play games. I guess, I, I just thought about something real quick. High-end free-to-play games. I guess, isn't that technically like saying a, a AAA free-to-play game? Eh, I guess maybe changing my mm-hmm. perspective on this <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, high-end free-to-play games to be trending towards a AAA ambition over the long term. This is purely a financial communication evolution and does not change the fact that... Oh, why did he word it that way? The fact that we continue to expect a high cadence of content delivery, including powerful premium free-to-play new releases, such as The Division, Division Heartlands. At least supposedly, that's that's what we're expecting, is for it to be a pretty high-end experience here. But, yeah... I don't know. I don't know what, how to feel about this, guys. Because are we are we just gonna continue to see the cash grab of the Warzone clones and the Fortnite clones? I mean, you know, again, as we talked about last week, we seem to be thinking that the Division Heartland is going to be, you know, a BR free to play ability for Ubisoft to start capitalizing on a season pass and cosmetics and all that stuff. You know, is that what gaming is just going to be going forward from you know the bigger publishers now? Yeah, mm. I'm I'm sure as many kind of joked about um, you know, beforehand, like I'm sure we're going to see an Assassin's Creed game every year still, right? That there's going to that's mm. going to be at least one of them. But, you know, I I think my biggest question is where the hell is my Splinter Cell guys? That's that's all I care about. <laughs> Am I going to be getting a Splinter Cell game? Is it going to be one of the 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 two now games that are going to be coming out? Are you guys going to try to make Splinter Cell a free to play thing? Cuz I don't want that. I want Splinter Cell. I want my I want um, chaos theory, basically. Like, I want to go back to chaos theory. That was like the best Splinter Cell <laughs> ever. Like, take chaos, chaos theory, bring that shit to 2021, 2022, and give me the best goddamn Splinter Cell game I've ever seen. Like, that's what I want, Ubisoft. I don't want to see more of this free to play shit. Like, I'm I'm interested in seeing where Heartlands lands. Heartland lands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in seeing where that goes. You know, if you want to, if you want to give me more unique BR experiences like Hyperscape or whatever, and like tailor that up a little bit more i'm cool with that but i still want my hard-hitting games i want my fucking splinter cell that's all i gotta say that's all i want to say anyways <laughs> i'm gonna let you guys go ahead uh, that's passionate I, bro yes. you have no idea i want my fucking splinter cell man God damn. You know, it's funny because like we were talking about an icebreaker a long time ago about like what we would like to see as a free-to-play service um i don't think this is what we want to see <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like it sucks to see that you know ubisoft is gonna you know Focusing less on AAA games when, like, we know that half of the games is like, all right, we got Just Dance and then their yearly Watchdogs or Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. Like, it sucks. It sucks because like Ubisoft has um so much more stuff that they probably have that's so much better, but that they just don't use. Like, for example, Splinter Cell, like you mentioned, and it's like. I understand, like, some games of their, that were AAA failed, like, Steep. Steep wasn't really that great, and that could the game could be free-to-play, or, like, they could make a free-to-play uh, snowboarding game and everything like that. But, like, I just feel like they're trying so hard to copy what everybody's doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they made Hyperscape. It didn't really kick off to what they really wanted it to be, which was, you know, it is what it is, honestly. It's uh, it's all right, Battle Royale game, but, you know, in the end, everybody's going to be like, all right, I'm going to play either Fortnite or Warzone, and... Now, I feel like that's kind of like the same thing with The Division. Now you're taking The Division name, and, like, even though they did say they were still going to 
you know, support Division Two, and you know, still got the Netflix show and then the the books, the novels that are getting dropped. Mm-hmm. But like now they're you know going the route of a battle royale game, and hope you know probably hoping that that'll kick off. I just feel like it's just like gaming nowadays has gone to like trying to trying to copy everybody else in their own adaptation, which kind of sucks because like you know there's not really do innovative games anymore that we see nowadays. Like, I guarantee you when Division drops uh, Heartland, it's going to be, um, you know, a, probably a Battle Royale. I mean, there's been leaks out there that the show is going to be a Battle Royale for legal purposes. We ain't going to say, but if you want to see the leaks, you can look up online. <laughs> um, what does it call? Uh, but, I mean, once Division Heartland drops, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, like you guys mentioned, uh, all right, here's Battle Pass. You, here's your cosmetics you can get. Yeah, money and then there's going to be the... And then it's going to be like more skins to buy, and then everybody's going to be like, Oh, I want that skin. It's probably not even going to be able to customize the character like in the division games. It's probably just going to be like these standard skins they can probably use, or the standard, or maybe like you probably customize the character, but these fits you're probably going to have to buy from the store and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it sucks to see gaming going this route nowadays because I feel like it's just lazy in a sense that we don't get those innovative, you know, new games like we used to, or even like, you know, if they did bring back, you know, like. Rainbow, not Rainbow Six. Um, what's that game called? Uh, Splinter Cell. If, even though if they bring back Splinter Cell, like, you know, like everybody will love a Splinter Cell. I'm sure that game would be, you know, great to sell. And you know, we still haven't heard anything, and it sucks to see that you know they're using Sam Fisher and like other games like Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six Siege, but like he doesn't have his own standalone game in, you know, 2021. And it's like. It's been like two console generations basically at this point, yeah. like the PS5 and you know the Xbox One, PS4. Like we, it's so you know like man. they're sitting on they're sitting on a gem that they can easily use. For and real. they're sitting you know, on a couple just, of gems. Sorry, not, not to cut you off yeah. real quick. I feel like they're sitting on a couple of gems, right? Like they have mm-hmm. a couple other Tom Clancy uh, properties that I feel like they haven't really done much with. Obviously, you know we recently gotten a, a ghost recon game but still feel like there's so much more they could be doing with ghost recon um and then mm-hmm. to your point about the splinter cell thing like again sorry i'm really passionate about this but you know it, i feel mm-hmm. like it's such an easy thing to to monetize on because mm-hmm. you make the, the the story campaign like you make the story amazing whatever you know we don't have enough stealth action games so it's it's a it's a genre that that can use some revitalization and Ubisoft's in a unique position to do that. And spies versus mercs. Like I feel like people don't talk mm-hmm. about this. Enough. That mode slaps. And I still feel like we are in a, a time where spies versus mercs can be a big deal. So you can figure out ways to monetize on the spies versus mercs, like multiplayer thing. Right. I'm, I'm sure you're probably not going to make it like a BR style thing. Right, but like you can still make some sort of arena version, arena shooter version of this spies versus mercs, and have this crazy cat and mouse gameplay going on, and hey, people will eat it up, man. People will absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just don't get what Ubisoft is doing with this. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that it's it's coming down the pipeline or something, <laughs> or I don't know if you could pull out if you can extrapolate that that um, spies versus mercs mode and make it free to play and at least tied me over for a little bit until you really decide mm-hmm. to give me like a full fledged, like story mode splinter cell game where I know what the hell happened to Sam Fisher and what's been going on with third echelon and all that stuff. Like I need that eventually, but give me something at least to tie me over. Don't give me these stupid like cameos with him in ghost recon or any of that type of stuff. Like I need actual games, like gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm. 
man, yeah, mm-hmm. Ubisoft's driving me nuts with that one. Yeah, I mean, like they've been relying on the same things. I mean, like I understand, like for games like Rainbow Six Siege, where it's like they wanted to be to be competitive, and they're finally making a new Rainbow Six finally after like maybe four or five years. Yeah. But like, you know, it's it just sucks because, like I said, like you know, what I'm saying like they they're just milking that franchise. You know what I mean? Like if you want to make a if you wanted the game like Splinter Cell to be like that competitive game where it's like it's gonna go on for years, make it a free to play game. That could be easily a free to play game. I mean, Valorant is a free to play game. That's like basically the same concept. It's like you got the teams attacking a bomb and defending a bomb. You do the same thing for, uh, for Rainbow Six. You know what I'm saying? Especially for the simple fact that when it first came out, you had to spend sixty bucks for the game, and then you got to spend like money on the season pass. And it's like it's not even just like one season pass. It's been like five season pass it's been, yeah, it's, it's been a while bro like i remember i was looking at it in the steam store the other day and it's 70 bucks just to get everything and i'm like why do i want to spend 70 bucks on a game that's 10 years old but you, you know, know what though I, it's successful for them that's the thing like like that mm-hmm. game's been going six years strong bro i remember we used to play it like on the regular mini um yeah, yeah i don't know i'm Definitely. I mean, it's a great competitive game, but like at this point, it should be a free to play game. It still should be charging twenty bucks just for the base game, when you got new players that want to try the game, and it's like, all right, why would I want to spend twenty bucks when I can play Valorant, which is free to play? Like, or you know, just, but you that, know, you want to talk about big, is it? It's what I, I like. So I agree with what you're saying, just to be clear. But I don't think that's what's happening. Like, people are still going into Siege, like. Pretty consistently, like it's it's definitely not it's as big as Valorant. What's up? I said it's probably been players that's been playing. Like I'm sure they're still continuing players. I I mean, I I don't know if like Rainbow Six has been like that po- like popular where like new people are playing now because like I'm sure it's just like at a point where like a lot of people's already played it, so it's probably old players returning. But, Maybe like, I I know their their community is very healthy, and I know they have a number of people. I I feel like. I feel like free to play would help them in a way, but I feel like the comparison between Valorant and Siege is kind of unfair because Valorant's more like um, Valorant is designed more like uh, CS:GO, and CS:GO mm-hmm. has like a wider appeal. Like Siege to me is is it's not a it doesn't have the same wide appeal as a CS:GO or a Call of Duty, but the people who are in it are in it like heavy and i i still think they get like a pretty good chunk of new players i don't know i feel like it's just a, it's a different type of game i guess but i i still agree with you i think they could go free to play and then just charge more for new operators and just kind of go from there but i don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do that because i think the game is healthy and thriving mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i said if they're going to go like with the free to play route i feel like you know what i'm saying like that could have been a game that they started off with a while back but um, you know, like I said, you know, hopefully this doesn't mean that the only AAA games they do make is, you know, their Assassin's Creed every year and, you know, your occasional Watch Dogs and Far Cry, because then that would just honestly be a bummer and, like, it would just, it would just suck, but, you know, like, we just, we just got to see what, you know, what their plan is and hopefully we'll see what they got in line for E3. Yeah, we'll see. Their Ubisoft forward is mm-hmm. coming up soon. But uh, but yeah, Chris, what do you think? What are you expecting to see from Ubisoft? What do you think about it all? Um, I don't know, man. I, I maybe I'm being a little too optimistic, but I feel like they fully know that people are waiting for this game, um, and they're kind of just waiting for when they want to drop it. 
I feel like they got a lot of new stuff that they clearly want to try. A lot of new, uh, you know, IPs or little break-off games, like how they're doing with Heartland or whatever. They're definitely trying to step into a little bit of another market here, but I, I it would be foolish of them to not make another Splinter Cell at some point down the road, especially considering these new consoles. Um, I, I, if it didn't happen in the next two, three years, I'd be shocked. Um, with that being said, I do think it kind of sucks that they are taking up the whole, you know, Battle Pass model, yada, yada. But then I say that, and then if the shit's lit, I probably won't care. That's the thing that's kind of, like, legit. That's, like, that's the realest thing I could probably say. Yeah. When Call of Duty is hitting, I don't care about paying the $10 or my COD points to get the Battle Pass. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I feel like I'm getting more than enough benefit just from the gameplay alone. That everything from the Battle Pass is just an additional add-on kind of thing. Whereas it's a difference as where in some games, it's almost like you got to have the battle cast in order to have a good time in the game. That's bullshit. That's not what I kind of like look for with this. So as long as it's not that, I think we're good. Um, in terms of Heartland specifically, yeah, the more news that comes out about it, the more leaks that we will not uh, show <laughs> that come out about it. Uh yeah, no, it just gets me more and more excited because although it's just another BR, I really do think that they took some liberties here to try to make it different. Like, I don't think this is just going to be like Hyperscape. And I think another big difference between Hyperscape and uh, whatever they're doing with this is I think a lot of people really discredit the... Uh... All right, so for example, we'll take Warzone and Fortnite. Fortnite's a very popular game. It does very well. We're not going to dispute that. But I would argue that there's a good amount of folks out there who simply won't play Fortnite because it looks like a childish game. So yeah. I think with Warzone, it doesn't have that issue. So I, I'm not saying Hyperscape looks like Fortnite, but it looks way more childish compared to uh, Division. Yeah, it's stylized. The division's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's way more gritty and realistic, and I feel like majority of folks tend to drift towards that style of gaming. Mm-hmm. So... I, I feel like that by default, it's going to appeal to a lot more folks off rip, just like them scrolling on their Xbox or PlayStation and they see it. It's going to catch their eye way more so than a Hyperscape would. Telling you, that's it's, just it's taking the PUBG heads, yo. I'm, I'm that's just that's you. just my opinion on yeah. that. I just think like they're going to, I don't know. And like for me, like for example, like I say it with COD all the time, one of the reasons why I like Modern Warfare a lot is because of I feel they took their time with the explosions and the gun sounds. And um, the grittiness of the game and how realistic a lot of stuff looks in that video game. For something from 2019 still, and I still think it's one of the best looking games I play sometimes. You know, and I don't know, people want to say that doesn't matter, but it, it, it matters, man. Like, it, it just it just does. Um, it's, it's a stupid analogy, but a lot of people who I know are anime heads, right? And One Piece is one of the most famous animes ever. Everybody knows One Piece. There's a lot of people who will not watch One Piece strictly due to the fact that it's drawn a certain way. Mm. It's it's drawn kind of silly-ish, and it, it, they've updated it over the years, but the 90s episodes of that anime were drawn kind of, you know, not as good as, like, a Naruto or something like that, right? right? So it, people will literally just not watch it just because of something dumb like that. Yeah, It's their prerogative, but I just feel like that matters in this argument here. Because um, you look at Hyperscape, it, I'm going to be 100% real, it's not that impressive graphically to me at all. It's It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, but um, division is beautiful. The environments in the division are gorgeous. So, them taking that world and they put in a, a, a battle royale on top of it, 
I just hope the buildings and stuff in the environment are more accessible because it doesn't feel like that's a big part of the division. Like there is going in buildings and stuff like that, but it's very linear. It's very much so you go in the beginning of the building, you fight off the ads, you keep going through the building, fight off more ads, then you fight the boss at the end of the building and then you come back out. I want it to be more so basement levels, attic levels, roofs, just like how it is in Cotton. You know, give me a full building to like go through and stuff like that. Just little things like that I think will go a long way. Yeah, no, I'm excited for whatever this is going on. I'm not going to uh, let the lack of a Splinter Cell game kind of, like, douse that my excitement or anything like that. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I think it's just we just got to be patient on it. Um, I mean, hell, man, if we're getting a perfect dark, if we are getting a new perfect dark after all this time, I'm just saying anything is possible. Enter a KG GIF. Um, and, yeah, it's it's definitely coming. It's too big of a game. For them to never make another Splinter Cell, especially considering the fact that they damn near missed the entire last console, there's mm. no way that they don't make another game. No way. I don't care if it's the one big game that they put out one year. I guarantee you, they're gonna they're gonna do this. There's no way. There's no way. I, I Let mean, them make their money. Let them do whatever else they're doing, and yeah. it'll come. It'll I'm, come. I, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm okay with the free to play stuff. Like I'm okay. You know, like we've we've talked about Hyperscape a lot. And personally, I actually really like the game. I, I still think it's a good game. I, I wish it just got a little bit more traction. Yeah, like graphically, it's a little bit more like stylized and cell shady and so on and so forth. But for like what it could have, it's it, it, it brings a unique perspective to the genre. So it's cool. Like, and even though we say that, or we've, we've at least alluded to Ubisoft kind of taking the easy way out and doing what everybody else is doing. I do feel like their games are different enough. Like Hyperscape, there's no... Games aren't like Hyperscape, right? The only thing that you can say that they've done, like other people, is just make a BR game. But it's still a unique yeah. game, right? Obviously, we've said what we've had to say about The Division. Um, I'm okay with them experimenting with those types of things because they do seem to be creating some things that are different enough. Um I was pretty confident in them making a, a Splinter Cell game. Like, I think we were just having that conversation last week. I think Manny and I placed a, a, a gentleman's bet on that. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, $50, like... $50,000. <laughs> yeah, right. After this news this week, though, like, I don't know. I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little skeptical about it. You know, I don't know if we're going to be seeing Splinter Cell, like, as soon as I, I was hoping we were going to be seeing it. So, you know, Manny might be making his money. Mine. I don't know, man. Like it's it's just got me it's got me nervous. It's got me a little anxious because I I had my faith in Ubisoft, but now I'm like, I don't know. I don't hey, know. man, they, they didn't say they weren't gonna make any new big games. They just said they weren't gonna make three to four. So they're gonna make one and two. Like, <laughs> so I mean, you gotta think about one of them's gonna, gonna be Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed, right? Right, right, yeah. So and then. This, right. If this works out, Heartland won't be a game that you probably put a sequel on top of. It'll be like Warzone, where you just keep building on it, right? So I don't yeah. think that'll be a thing where that needs a sequel for years to come. Division 3, I don't know if we'll get that, but if we do, it doesn't sound like that's coming for a while. Right. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Ubisoft is the kind of studio where like they don't need to give me a yearly game. I don't need that from any of their platforms. I mean, any of their uh, titles. Not it, not not Rainbow Six, not any of that stuff. Like you can give me your game, and a lot of times their games are thorough enough to last for over a year or two and not get like old. I would say a lot of other games can't do that. Ubisoft usually puts a lot of work into their shit up front. I, 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 I don't know. That's just how I kind of feel. Yeah, like. I, I agree. They've they've 
gotten to a place where, like the Assassin's Creed games, right? They used to come out every year. They've gotten to a place where you know they've they've pumped enough into these games. They're they're basically full fledged RPGs, a la The Witcher and so on and so forth. That yeah, you can you can get some some length out of those, right? I think there's still people I know who are playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because of the mm-hmm. the immense amount of things that are happening in that game. So I think Valhalla could have some legs, but I wouldn't be surprised if they like biannualized Assassin's Creed or went back to annualizing it or whatever. I don't know. I'm just. This all boils down to Splinter Cell, guys. For me, I want yeah. a fucking Splinter Cell game. Give me my goddamn Splinter Cell game. It's long overdue. Like you said, Chris, mm-hmm. two console generations. Come on, give me my Splinter Cell. Yeah. Give me my Splinter yeah. Cell. Yeah. Mm. No, they did. I hope they just don't change that, man. Because I will say this right here a, a Battle Pass style game or Battle Pass in general does not belong in a story based game. I'm going to say that again. A battle Pass does not belong in a story-based game. I don't see what reason you would need one in that kind of game. The only way that the monetization on that works right is in a PvP environment where somebody's going to want to deck out their character to look a certain way and to have the best execution that they can use. when they that That's the way that shit works. But that's, the, I mean? that's like the Spies not... versus Mercs game. That's the, the Spies versus True. Mercenaries like, a multiplayer mode. And that's why I'm like, if you guys are trying to do anything where you're making some money... Give me that at least, because I feel like that's one of the most unique multiplayer modes that I had experienced like growing up, like being able to have one side that's just sneaking around, whatever, and, you know, can sneak up on people, kill them, whatever, have to steal an objective or so on and so forth. And then you have the mercenaries who are protecting different spots. Like it felt like Rainbow Six Siege, like how Rainbow Six Siege had the attackers and the defenders, but you're adding a different element of stealth and like agility with the spies and all these different things like i want that give me that (laughs) maybe you know they break that off of splinter cell and turn it into its own game yeah i mean i don't see why that couldn't be a thing too it seems like they got options and they're just taking their time with shit and i I appreciate that way more so than some of these other studios like i can't tell you like i with the division is the only one i can think of none of their other games come out with issues really or any kind of like really big like i don't see stories about ubisoft like i see stories about how what's going on with cd project red or somebody's like i never see that you know they're reputable enough to to, you know to to give them that nod you know so like i don't know i think (sighs) i don't know i i I feel positive about it i don't feel negative Mm -hmm. about a lot of what they're doing you know not not even close i I understand what you mean giving them the benefit of the doubt in the sense because because i get what you mean yeah they're the only knock i've really ever seen on ubisoft games is that they do tend to be kind. They do kind of follow like a cookie cutter formula of like open worldness, yeah. and like, oh, okay, you have to go to this spot and get up to this tower, and it, it unlocks the ability to see the rest of the world, and yada yada. Like they do it with Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, Division, all those games. Like the open worldness of the games is pretty samey. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I think they they make relatively solid stuff. You don't really hear too much about bugs. Um, Valhalla had his bugs, but it was kind of a launch title. Like I do agree. I will give Ubisoft the benefit of the doubt up until a point, but it's just been so long. And it, again, I telling you guys right now, I'm fully admitting <laughs> this is a emotional thing for me. As far as Splinter Cell goes, I freaking love that franchise. I want it. Every time we talk about a particular game or something that I love on the podcast, I seem to manifest it into existence. So this is me manifesting <laughs> a Splinter Cell game into existence. Give me my Splinter Cell. Give me my Splinter Cell. Give me my splinter cell. 
right. Yo, which one was it that, like, I can't remember which one it was, but this was the first game that made my heart beat, bro. It made my heart beat. And I remember there's a part in one mission where, like, you're uh, you're on the outside of a train, and it's speeding down the tracks. And you have to, like, inch along it. And every so often, another train comes on the opposite direction, and then Sam kind of, whoosh, yep. he kind of, like, yo, <laughs> yo, this shit got me crazy right now. What is happening? Oh, oh man. man. I remember that mission vividly. You had to go underneath the car, and oh, it was so awesome. Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, see experiences like so that, good. man. We need so good. Oh, so bring good. It back. That was the first game to me, like not not Uncharted, not Tomb Raider, not any of those games. The Splinter Cell games were the first games to really give me that adrenaline shot, like that that that. Oh my god, my hands are sweating type of thing while I'm doing what I'm doing. Those are the games that first did it for me, not those other ones. That because there's times in the Splinter Cell games we have to do shit perfectly, mm-hmm. like perfectly, yep. and uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, so good. So good. Ubisoft, you hear this? Give us these experiences back, man. We're waiting. We're waiting, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to this Ubisoft Forward event coming out within the next month or so. I'm, I'm Yeah, give me my Splinter Cell. I'm going to just keep saying it. That's hashtag <laughs> give me my Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. We need Sid Fisher back. Yes. We need but not as DLC. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll end it off here. Um, great conversation, guys. Great conversation around Ubisoft and uh, Splinter Cell and, and all the other topics for the week. Um, before we go, though, as we always do, where can the people find you guys? Manny, start us off. You already know. Goomaster Flex in the flesh. Twitch.tv. You know me. Uh, Instagram. Twitch. Twitter. Um, <laughs> Goomaster Flex. You're not oh my do. god, I forgot his handles. Yeah, yeah, what's up? What's going on? You gotta get all the socials <laughs> out there, bro. Don't forget it his is, TikTok yeah. too, yo. It's TikTok, no context gaming underscore. Don't forget that one. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I forgot about TikTok. You know, you. TikTok. You. I'm saying doing Why'd the game. you make it no context gaming and not Goopmaster, whatever. I don't know. I think I might change it to Goopmaster Flex. Eventually. Nah, yo, you should keep that because I. We'll talk about interested. that. Like, why? Why do you do that? All right. We'll, we'll talk about we'll it. Talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it later, gentlemen. <laughs> Chris, go ahead, bro. Where can people find you? Oh, uh, you know, I'm on everything at M A Y two five T H X X. Again, on everything. I've been lazy about making this uh, new Instagram, so I'm sorry about that. I will get that going soon. Um, hey, won't be a pod unless your boy plug the Gmail, though. You know what I'm saying? So. What is this? Uh, May, twenty twenty one, and I've been asking since October of twenty twenty for uh, uh, a pen pal, and uh, I ain't even seen so much as Prince Zamunda in my spam asking me to send th- three three thousand dollars or something over to South Africa. I ain't even seen so much as that. So I really need y'all to get on it and uh, holler at me, you know. That's it. All right. Word. Yep. Don't forget to pen pal your boy over there. Um, but yeah, for me, it's uh, Black Ice 8 pretty much everywhere. Xbox, Twitter, twitch.tv slash Black Ice 8. Um, on Instagram, it's Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. And your boy just started up a TikTok as well. Same handle as Instagram, uh, Black Ice underscore gaming. Make sure to check it out. Say what's up. Uh, also, we got a. We got some social media accounts for the podcast itself. So um, on Instagram, as always, it's X-Pack Pod, 
and on TikTok, it's Expansion Pack Podcast. So make sure to check us out. Make sure to like and subscribe and uh, comment. Let us know what you guys think about what we talked about so far. Let us know if you guys are craving a Splinter Cell game just as badly as I am. And we'll check you guys out next week. Thank you for watching. Peace.